and I'm realizing now that my AC is turning on right now, and you can probably hear it. I can hear it a little bit. It's not terrible. Um, but I can turn it off while we're recording, because it's not super I mean, warm in here. We've, I, don't, I don't know how to tell you this, but we, we've been recording. No, I know, but like, you know, oh, like okay. it's different, because like, we've been recording, but it hasn't been on. It just sure, turned yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 true, true, true. 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 Also, we can start with an intro after this. I mean, yeah, I'm good. I'm good when you are. Hey, everybody! Welcome to Back to the Pilot. I'm Chase, and I'm Chloe. And today we're discussing some Latin American dramedies. So sit back and relax as we take you back to the pilot. Aren't they both based on telenove- telenovelas? I don't know if they're. I know mine's based on a telenovela. I didn't know. Mine if is also based on a telenovela. Yeah, I figure. Yeah. I somewhere some, for some reason I saw that yours was based on a telenovela, a telenovela while I was doing research for mine. So oh, fun, yeah, fun. So they're not just Latin American dramedies; they're both based on telenovelas. Yeah, I wasn't quite sure. I knew that they were both Latin American. They both referenced telenovelas, mm-hmm. and I knew mine was based on a telenovela. Yeah, so I don't know why, why I, I saw that. something about yours. I didn't even keep write down the because information you're a on it. Huh? You cheater? You cheater? No, somewhere along the way... Stop looking at my shit. I'll get into it, because I, I think I could actually remember a little bit of it. Uh, though I didn't write yeah. it down, I think I actually kind of remember why I know Hell that. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah. All right, Chase, tell me, what do you know about the TV show Jane the Virgin? Um. Now, I had just sort of assumed this because I didn't know for sure, but I figured it was supposed to be like a sarcastic take on like telenovelas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, I had to have some friends who are fans of the show and I've seen like bits and pieces here and there, but I've never really watched the show. Uh, so okay. not much. That's it. Yeah. Very simple. Wow. Useless. Useless. You're useless, bro. Useless. Well, good news for you. I did research. Well, that's a it's good not idea. a crazy. I should. I could have done I, that. I will say. Oh no. Well, then this is gonna be a really short episode because, though I did find a lot of helpful and useful information, it's a very straight line of information. There, there's not a lot Street of murkiness. It, yeah, it's 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 a very kind of just bullet point. This is what happened, and uh, and I'll get into it. So it's it's not gonna be very long, but it will be factually let's, accurate let's and interesting. Go. Let's go. All right, let's get into it. The title of the pilot episode is called Chapter One. The pilot released on October thirteenth, two thousand fourteen. Uh, the network it was on was the CW, where you can watch it. Um, you can watch it on Netflix with a subscription, and it is for purchase on varying websites such as Amazon Video, uh, Amazon Video, Apple TV, Vudu, Google Play, etc. Before I move on, did you watch it on anything other than Netflix? No, I, I watched it on Netflix. Okay. I'm just making sure. I yeah, saw yeah. that it was only available for like with a like subscription based on Netflix and then purchased everywhere else. Yeah, yeah. But I just wanted to make sure because sometimes that's sometimes, what I saw. Wonderful. And the creator's name is Jenny Schneider Ehrman. The series synopsis is a young devout Catholic woman discovers that she was accidentally artificially inseminated. And the synopsis of the pilot episode is Jane finds her life turned upside down when she is artificially inseminated by accident. (laughs) You gotta love it when, like, the first episode just is the same as, like, the synopsis set up for the whole show. 
And it's like, well, we got to word it differently. (laughs) I love that they did. I didn't word it differently. It's actually worded differently on IMDb. So good for them. No, I know. They're just like, well, we can't say the same thing twice. Even though it's the same thing twice. (laughs) Even though it's the same thing twice, just just structured differently. Um, All right. So a little bit about our creator, Jenny Schneider Ehrman. Ehrman, yeah. I keep wanting to say Uma Thurman when I see Jenny that Schneider, name. Jenny Schneider, Uma Thurman. <laughs> or I just want to say Thurman because oh, I, or, I don't know. You know what I mean? I, I do. I do know what you mean. Yeah. So anyway, Jenny Schneider Ehrman was born June 6, 1975 and grew up in Rye, New York in a Jewish household. Jewish. Jesus. Fuck. Jewish. <laughs> Jew, a Jew. A Jewish. <laughs> I couldn't say it 10 times fast. Oh, my God. She was born June 6, 1975, grew up in Rye, New York, in a Jewish household. Why was that so hard to say? I don't know. I mean, look, I couldn't say Jewish household 20, 10 times fast, but no. you, know, okay. we're, you only need to say it once. This is true. And just once correctly, you know? Exactly. Um, okay. So uh, not much about her childhood. And by not much, I mean nothing at all. I'm skipping straight to college. She uh, graduated from Princeton University in 1999 with a Bachelor uh, Bachelor of Arts in English and a certif- certificate from the program of... Jesus, dude, I think it's the time of day. Holy shit, fuck. <laughs> we Holy normally fuck. record okay. in the morning. We are recording I know. in the evening. Like, I'm reading this and I'm just stumbling over every fucking word I say. And there's not a lot of information. This shouldn't be a long recording. Here we go. Ehrman graduated from Princeton in 1999 with a Bachelor of Arts in English and a certificate from the program in theater. While at Princeton, she actually split her time between school and working as a waitress in New York City, where she also searched for acting opportunities. However, eventually... Yeah, that sounded good. Thank you. Sorry, I was just... I'm complimenting the fact that you were able to get through two full sentences without stuttering. I know. Um, I'm just like... But unfortunately, we had the lens cap on, so we're going to have to shoot again. (laughs) No! (laughs) Um, Eventually, she actually gave up on her desires to be an actress, saying in an interview with Next TV that she was not thick-skinned enough or perhaps talented enough or wanted it enough as a career, which is fair because it's to actually become an actor or actress, it's you've got to go through a lot of shit to get there so i get that um unsure what she was going to do after college ehrman's good friend victoria webster suggested they try their hand at writing for television so they actually wrote a slew of series uh scripts for series and in september of 2001 they left new york and went to los angeles there was something like something i saw about maybe they drove maybe they didn't but it was confusing so they just left new york and went to los angeles in september of 2001 um, they arrived in Los Angeles on the 10th, and uh, I don't know if you caught the year there, but in an interview with Next TV, uh, she actually spoke about the timing of her move, saying that it was pretty awful. Uh, she said, yeah, it was a pretty awful time to move away from New York and all. It was very disconcerting because she basically got to Los Angeles the day before 9-11. Wow. Um, so, interesting, crazy timing coincidence happenstance who knows but she did she she definitely speaks about it being kind of an interesting time in her life having just left and especially because she grew up in new york so um in 2003 ermin got her start in television as a staff writer for the abc comedy hope and faith starring faith ford and kelly ripa um the show ran from 2003 to 2006 of which ermin worked on the show the entire time 
Um, but she progressed from writer to story editor and finally to executive story editor in her three year tenure there. Um, I don't know if I use the word tenure appropriately, but no, um, I mean, I, wanted, I, wa- I wanted I think to that's use right. it. I just wanted to use that word. Sounds I wanted right to, to sound smart, but I'm kind of fucking stupid and I've just heard it used, but I didn't know if I actually used it right. It's kind of like Joey's uh, word of the day yeah, toilet yeah. paper. <laughs> um, <laughs> she went on to work on Gilmore Girls from 2006 to 2007 as a co-producer. And then from 2013 to, sorry, from 2007 to 2013, she actually worked on various shows and varying roles, such as producer, supervising producer, co-executive producer, creator, and writer. In 2011, she had her first chance at writing for film, um, where she actually adapted the, uh, blah, blah, blah. In 2011, Ehrman had her first project writing for film, adapting the Emily Griffin novel, Something Borrowed. To script. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, but I no, quite enjoy I that movie. I did not know that she wrote that, but it's a very good movie. I've never read the book, but um, but yeah. However, uh, one thing she did say, which I actually didn't write this down, but I do remember reading about it, is she said that she, what she didn't like about she missed writing for television because she missed one the writers' room and two the chance to build characters more and more in depthly. In film, she spoke about how you write the script once basically and obviously do rewrites and stuff, but you write the script once you give it to them and then they make it and you just never really do anything after that with it. Um, And she just said that that was kind of a a less creative and fun um, experience for her versus being able to work on a series. Um, So I thought that was interesting. In 2012, Ehrman created a show called Emily Owen MD. I've never heard of it, but it ran for one season and aired on the CW and in 2012, she was also on. Uh, she was named one of Variety's top ten writers to watch. And then in 2014, she actually signed a deal with CBS. However, that actually comes just after um, our our uh, Jane the Virgin. So moving on now to the development and creation of Jane the Virgin. In a Deadline interview, Ehrman speaks about how she was actually approached with the idea of this show. It didn't say who approached her. It didn't say if the CW approached her. Um, I did just say that she did a she created a show um, called Emily O and MD that was on the CW and Jane the Virgin did air on the CW. So I don't know if she was approached by it. It seemed like it was by people at the CW because it seemed like there was this idea of wanting to do something a little different in regards to like their current content. Um, though I don't know for a fact if that's who approached her, but she did speak about being approached with the idea of this, this show um, where she was given the log line, a virgin gets an accidentally artificially inseminated to which Ehrman responded. I'm going to pass on that project. It sounds too crazy, but she also said she would sit with the idea for the weekend just to like, not immediately pa- actually pass on it. Um, during that time that she sat with it, she tried to think of if she could actually come up with any circumstances where it could be believable that something like this could happen. And as she started to do that, she actually started to feel the reality of it. And the more she started to like, think about how it could be a feasible thing. She not only liked the idea, but she started to have fun coming up with ideas, like coming up with more stuff around it, um, and how to, how to execute it properly without it seeming too out, like to her point, too crazy. Um, but yeah, so the show is actually based on the telenovela, a Venezuelan telenovela from Perla, F- I'm not saying this name right, and I'm super sorry, but from Perla Fr- Frias, Frias, um, Perla Frias. called, uh, it, there is an accent on the I, I just, I'm, I'm garbage and I'm a 
boring American that doesn't know this multiple languages. It's a yeah, Perla Frias is a person. The show that the telenovela that it's based on is called Juana La Virgin. Virgin? I don't again, I'm not <laughs> I should have learned how to pronounce these things, but I'm the <laughs> dumpster fire. Um it's J U A N A L A and then Vihen. Virgen. The E after the G uh, is like a soft, soft G. Right, somebody. Well, you know what? I at least have the excuse of I didn't take uh, no, Spanish, I took Spanish in, in college high school, in high so. school. I, I took I took Chinese in high school, so I ha- I at least have that going for me. Um, but yeah, so the uh, again, I don't I don't know when they actually approached Ehrman about this, but so on June twenty seventh, two thousand thirteen, the CW actually announced that it was planning to release a new show based on this telenovela. I don't know when they approached her with the idea or with ha- wanting her to write it, if it was prior to the state or not. So that's why I'm kind of like, maybe it was CW that ki- wanted to do this. And then they were like, we really want Ermin to write on it. I don't know for a fact, but given that she had had prior experience with them having created her own show. And I think she actually also worked on um, the reboot of 90210, which also aired on CW. So she had previous um interactions with the cw so that's just a little murky for me because i the information i found it it didn't say precisely who approached her with this information but it kind of a lot of roads are pointing to the cw um and then on may 8th 2014 during the cw's 2014-2015 upfronts which is where we've kind of talked about them on previous shows before but an upfront for networks is just where they talk about how what or they talk about what shows are being released in that year and that coming uh pilot season god words is coming out in that current pilot season and such so the um on may uh may 8 2014 uh the cw announced that the series was officially picked up something that's a little interesting that i'll say in a second um but filming for season one commenced on July 28th, 2014, and then it aired on the CW on October 13th, 2014, like I was talking about. However, it didn't actually get fully greenlit for an entire first season until October 21st, 2014, after they saw reviews for it. I don't know if this was common practice for the CW. This is a first for me seeing something like this. Um, but yeah, I found it interesting that they said that they announced it during this, the, their upfront that the series was picked up, but then it wasn't given a full season order until a week, a little over a week after the pilot released. So it's interesting. It's different. I don't know why that was the case, but I'm happy it was because I personally really like this show. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the extent of. My information, the show did run for five seasons. They had a total of, I think, 100 episodes. Um, and it ended on uh, July 31st, 2019. What a run to end on exactly 100 episodes. Right. How fun is that? Right. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, I said it was going to be kind of a short and sweet one because like, she was just very, like her... One, her IMDb page wasn't overly insightful, but was what was insightful was the stuff that was actually cited on her page. I was able to find oh, a yeah. lot of more information within the sites that were actually on the page, which was nice. Um, that being said, uh, there wasn't like it was just very kind of straightforward. She graduated, didn't know what she wanted to do. Her friend was like, hey, let's try this. They went to 
LA. She worked as a waitress from 2000, like while trying to get her first writing job, she worked as a waitress from 2001 till her first writing job. Actually, I think she might No, That's what, there was a thing I saw actually that I actually, I forgot to write down, but um, in 2003, when she got the job on hope and faith, they, she basically was going to have to transfer back to New York for it. And um, she was like, Oh, let me see if I can get, get my waitress job transferred to like a Houston's in New York, um, which is a restaurant. That's and wild. the producer was like, no, this is a full-time job. <laughs> like you won't have time to be a waitress basically. <laughs> and it was, it's just funny. Cause she was like, just so at the time she just didn't treat it as a job yet. Cause obviously if you're trying for two years, three years to try and do this as a job, like, that's difficult and it's hard when you're she probably got other stuff kind of in between that time and it just none of it stuck yet but oh, i did remember that was a, a funny thing that is that i is kind of while i was doing this information i can't actually remember why i oh no i do i do remember the ugly betty thing um i remember when reading kind of uh one of the articles i was reading uh they talked she talked about the she thought the idea was crazy um and she watched like the pilot episode of the original telenovela. Um, and f I think part of her reasoning for wanting to actually do it was because ugly Betty, I believe came out before this, right? Yeah, it did. Yeah. Ugly Betty came out before this and it was like a scene as a success from, for like turning a telenovela into an American, um, hour long dramedy. Um, and she kind of, th there was a thing in the article I was reading that mentioned, like, that's kind of another reason why she was uh, more willing to try it because Ugly Betty was a proven success on it. Hell yeah. Yeah. So, I, which I thought it. was interesting because like that, like when we put these two together, I had no idea Ugly Betty nah. was based on a telenovela. I I'm knew Jane the Virgin was because it is like. It is a it's an it's American telenovela. That's like the whole point of it. It's like hilarious. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love it. I, um, but yeah, definitely didn't know that. And you recommended yeah. both of these shows. So, oh, I did. There we go. See, so I didn't even know that. It, was it you? I don't know. We have, we have it who not, it might not have been you. I might be lying on my fucking ass. I don't, I've never actually mentioned anything on this podcast that was true. <laughs> at least nothing that i knew was true you know what i mean all the information he's actually looked <laughs> up has been inaccurate everything i've wrong. shared has just been me you know like <laughs> like that's stuff that i've just come up with i don't know if it's true it could be yeah. doesn't have to could be. be oh one other thing that i did forget to mention that i do have bulleted down here is that on february 23rd 2014 before it was actually even fully announced that the show was picked up um, Entertainment Weekly announced that Gina Rodriguez would play the title role of Jane uh, Villanueva. No idea why they, like, <laughs> I, I have no idea why in February of 2014, before the show was actually labeled as being picked up, they announced that, but they did, and they mm. weren't wrong. They weren't. Because it, it was, was bold. Her. It was a bold play. It was bold. <laughs> um, yeah. But, but yeah, so... That I think there's actually a couple of actors that were in Ugly Betty that were actually in this as well. So. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I didn't look up like which actors were might have been in both, though that may have been a smart thing to do. 
would have been smart, but we're not smart people, so you know, True. what are you gonna do? True. We're not we're not smart people. So true. Um, but yeah, that's that's uh That's Jane. That's she's a virgin. That's, that's Jane, she's a virgin and she was artificially inseminated and it's Wanna actually a great show and I highly recommend watching it. I didn't I, I will say I did not uh I did not read any reviews for this one. Mine was uh, too old to really find any good reviews for it. There you go. Maybe mine was too. Mm. Even though it just ended in 2019. (laughs) 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 It said released in 2014. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Um, I did. did, Well, let's do our own review, huh? How about that? Yeah. Let's do some superlatives. I'm down. My favorite character was Jane. I just, I love Jane. Uh, I, I... Didn't I? I wanted to. Um, I just wanted to not pick Jane. I don't know why. It wasn't that she was bad. I right. just was like, I don't know. I really liked Raphael. He seemed like a nice guy. I like. Yeah, I like Raphael. You know, I do. Just I just. Like, I love Jane. She feels like he's caught up in it. I just feel for characters like that sometimes. Yeah, that's fair. It's like he didn't um, even I'm, know that his semen had been unfrozen. Yeah, which actually is perfect because it leads me into my least favorite character, Petra. Oh She's yeah, she's a easy. fucking raging hands down. C-U-N-T. Continuing source of inspiration, but without the inuing source of inspiration. You know what I mean? See you next Tuesday for sure. She's just... And I will say in the show, she does have a redemption. You know, honestly, her back... uh, This is a telenovela for for Americans, so it's basically... It's just a soap opera. Yes. um, But done better and with better acting and, and better comedy. But... It is that. And at the end of the day, her story is horrible. Like it's a it's a rough backstory. And she does have a great redemption. But not knowing that, you fucking hate her. Yeah, and it's yeah. valid. Yeah, and you she's should. she's awful. You should hate her. If you didn't hate yeah. her, you're like, maybe you have some problem. <laughs> maybe that's got a, a bitchy issues. thing to do. Yeah. To like um, you know, artificially inseminate yourself or want to artificially inseminate yourself with your secretly husband. with your secretly husband's sperm. with your husband's with your husband's sperm, last sperm by the way final sperm because, because he, he has cancer had, and is expected to die in like five years no he had and uh anyway okay <laughs> moving on jesus my favorite part there's, it was kind of hard for me to honestly pick one, but I did pick one. It's when Jane is at, uh, she's like the mermaid or whatever, uh-huh. um, and she's trying to, she tries to avoid Raphael by falling into the water, and then uh, ultimately, while she's like going to, re- I think refill champagne or something, he notices her and he's like, oh, how, like how do I know you? And she's like, oh, <laughs> like that's so crazy. He remembers me, kind of, right? And then he's like, oh, the strip club on whatever, and he's like, she just goes pig and he goes what <laughs> and i just love sure. that moment because it's just yeah. like oh yeah like it's just like i don't know I, I just i enjoyed it i thought it was funny that is funny it's just a good it's a good example of the comedy in the yeah, show for me it is like what what's wrong with that <laughs> well it is yeah. like one of those things that's like like they're like sometimes in a guy's mind he's just thinking like oh like you're you're like attractive enough to be a stripper but like, mm-hmm. doesn't think about like the other things that come with being a stripper, like that calling a girl a sh- like saying, "Oh, you look like a stripper," yeah, isn't initially <laughs> the best thing to say to somebody. Which I, being a guy, I can understand sort of that mindset. It's like you don't really realize <laughs> what the fuck he just said <laughs> or yeah. implied. But at the same time, it's also by 
by reacting that way, the way she did, it also insinuates that every stripper is a certain way. Yes. And so, you know, it's like a weird kind right. of like to play the, the other side of it. It's like her reaction is also a little unwarranted because it's like there's like nothing, it, you know, hey, you know. a job's a job. And if you're fucking good at it, and honestly, some strippers really like fucking being strippers and they don't care. And there isn't a negative connotation to it for them. Yeah, like my dad. But yeah, <laughs> exactly. Who's who's on who's noted on record on this podcast saying that he is a stripper by day, uh, mm -hmm. which is weird because which is weird. That's not when most people go to strip clubs. Uh, <laughs> but they are in Vegas, so honestly, people, there's no time of day in Vegas. Vegas might as well just be Alaska, you know? It's always dark. That's true. It's always dark in Vegas. At yeah. least they try to keep it that way so that you don't realize how much time has passed in the... Uh, so you don't realize you've spent 24 hours exactly, inside a casino. Or $24,000. Yeah. Or in my case, $24. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> or in my case, winning $24. Hell yeah. Let's fucking go. Hell uh, yeah, brother. My favorite part is, honestly... Uh, the end proposal, uh, like towards the end of the episode, oh, when she proposes okay. uh, to him, I can, I just yeah. like the part where it's like, like, hey, like I want to make this work. I, I don't know. I like, I really like scenes where women propose to men. I always find it very um, heartwarming, like heartfelt. Yeah, girl, goes, girl power. Girl I agree. Power. I like that. Uh, it's always very fun. I think as a guy, it'd be fun to be proposed to. Um. Maybe challenge accepted challenge accepted <laughs> i propose this fist in your ass in your fucking <laughs> <ass>. <laughs> that's a callback oh, to something you may or may not get depending on if chloe includes the fisting we joke from earlier uh, that's true <laughs> oh my god uh, but yeah no, i really so liked it and also just yeah. like like i i there was a part of me that didn't like um I'm blanking on his name. What's his name? The the eventually the fiance, her boyfriend's name. Oh, uh, oh my uh, god, Carl, um, Keith, Matthew, <laughs> Mitch, Carlson, Michael, Michael, um, Michael. I knew I'd get there. Uh, <laughs> there's part of me that was like, oh, I'm not a huge fan of Michael, especially after he's like, hey, don't have this baby for me. Uh, yeah, that's fair. But uh, it's also understandable. But it is understandable. But like the way he words it, I'm like, oh, that's such a crappy way to word that because yeah. no, obviously fair. like the point is that, you know, you're not, he's not word. Like it's not the writer's fault that he's wording it that way. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, they wrote it that way to be worded that mm -hmm. way. Um, but I just like, was like, oh man, don't say it like that. Don't say, don't have this baby. Think about us. Say yeah. just I just want you to know this isn't what I'm ready for. You could have just left it there and said, make your decision based on that. <laughs> yeah, that's valid. But it, yeah, it, it's, it's, that's a, like the, that's a, another reason why I think it's interesting that the creator was kind of like, this is this insane show because that concept of like having, like, if you really think about that scenario, it's like, if you have a girlfriend that you haven't had sex with and you have been waiting for marriage and this crazy fucking scenario happens, like just what? What do you like? Do? That's an insane thing mm -hmm. to react to. Like you can't have no, a normal a reaction for that. That's a lot. So there's no yeah. human reaction for that. No. Um, only I've heard it's only communicated well through butterfly, which we can't yet translate. <laughs> I hate so <laughs> what well, happens you. all the time? With all butterflies. right, I'm moving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm moving on. Were you kind of picking that as a least favorite part, or just as a as a no, Michael? I was just possibly like, being was, a least yeah, favorite character. Po possibly being a least favorite character. 
Got you. Okay. Fair enough. I'm going to go to least favorite part now. My least favorite part is just the con like that whole like chunk of scenes where the sequence of scenes is a fucking word for that. The sequence of scenes where Jane gets inseminated to where Petra's like, he doesn't need to know. Like, this is our secret. And then fucking the sister doctor gynecologist just fake inseminating her to like give herself time instead of just immediately like stopping and being like, Oh my fuck. I need to get, call that chick back now. Um, like that whole bit, like just drives me and it's the whole premise of the show. So it's a hundred percent necessary. And it's the biggest part that even the creator was like, how do I make this seem real and believable in something, in something that could actually happen. Yeah. But it still is like my least favorite part, especially because Petra is just like, he doesn't, Raphael doesn't need to know about this. Like, uh, oh, yeah, it's yeah. fine. Like, like that, it's mostly that whole thing from Petra. It's less the, yeah, yeah, the that's realism. my least favorite part as well. It's just like yes. her decision to be artificially inseminated is Without insane. Any, yeah. And especially <laughs> by the sister of her fiance, like by her sister in law, literally. And like expecting the sister in law to not did say she, something to her brother. Wait, did she know it was going to be her sister in law? Because yeah. wasn't she covering for the other doctor? Or was that only for the pap smear? I actually, you know, now that you say that, I guess I don't know. But even still, once the sister-in-law yeah, yeah, walks yeah. in, you're like not going to be like, uh, like on, sorry, I'm actually here for a pap smear. <laughs> come on, bro. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, it's insane. Noodle Stars, I, I give it seven just because I love this show a lot. Um, I could, I've re I could rewatch it. I have rewatched it. I think it's a really well done show for how, like, soap opera. And I'm a I'm a sucker for soap opera type shows. So, but like, I still need the acting and all that to be good. Like, I can't yeah, yeah. actually watch soap operas. I fucking I'm not can't gonna go watch Days of Our Lives. Yeah, I can't do that because I need the acting to be good. This like the cinematography to be good. The stories to actually be good. I, like, I need those things to actually still exist, which this does for me. Um, I, I, you know, I wrote down four. I think it's more like a 4.5. I mean, that's fair. It's not, I didn't expect the, either of these shows to be your kind of show. I I will say, I, I like this show. I It's not like that it's a bad show. And I laughed and mm -hmm. I had a great time. And I could see myself watching this maybe at some point. Uh, maybe if you have a girlfriend who makes you? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, you know, it, it, I will say that like the sort of soap opera drama style is not usually my thing. Yeah. Um, no. I, yeah, and I get that. Uh, so it's uh, definitely less my vibe I mean, than most other shows. You're talking to a person who's seen every single episode of Grey's Anatomy multiple times. That's so, true. You, know? you are a big Grey's Anatomy fan. Like I'm a fucking sucker. Grey's medical Anatomy is 100 percent a soap insane. opera. It's a medical soap, but it's better. It's more well done than you know, whatever that one medical soap opera is. There's another medical soap opera. Oh, Scrubs. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> my favorite anyway that's my but favorite I, I, so that's far. fair that's a fair assessment in, in noodle stars but yeah i did forget to write them down and then i was like oh yeah i wanted to mention that and i forgot to write it down because i fucking do that every goddamn time you do do that like every episode i i've You're done like, it every I time totally I, forgot to write this like down. it's not like every episode it is quite literally every episode i'm like oh i forgot to write once. this down but i remember what it is it's like every time um, i go to vegas i always forget something yeah it's just so easy like every time i leave my house i'm like always forgetting something you know 
my wallet, my keys, my <laughs> phone, my artificially inseminated wife, you know. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> uh, anyways, Ugly Betty, uh, I want to know what you know about Ugly Betty and not it's... about like the person. I want to know what you know about the show. Well, I do have this friend named Betty. <laughs> oh, no. She is a dog. She... <laughs> Dog. Oh, that's a good kind of dog. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That's the kind of dog I meant. That's the kind she of dog. Dogging. Um, I mean, honestly, prior to doing my research for Jane the Virgin, I didn't really know anything about it other than Mer- America Ferrara was in it, and we were like, the reason I paired these two together was because I was like, oh, they're two shows with two prominent Latin American women. Like they seem like they'd be good to do together. That was yeah. my biggest reasoning for for wanting to do them together. Prior to my research and what I talked about in the first part of this, I didn't know anything about it other than America Ferrara being in it. Like that, that was quite literally it. Mm-hmm. That um, does lead me to believe that I'm the one that suggested Ugly Betty. Because you knew more about it? In contrast. Yeah. Well, I've watched it. <laughs> I not feel like you thing. suggested it then because I had but not. But it was probably me because when it first came out, I remember my family was like, oh, let's watch this show together. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I, I've never watched it. So then you definitely suggested this. So it's almost certainly me. I feel like I – contrast yeah. to what, what I said I feel like before. it was probably a combination of like you and me, like both of us knowing that they were like female lead, like Latin American yeah, female yeah. lead shows and like you – me having watched Jane the Virgin, you having watched Ugly Betty. That would make yeah, sense. Yeah, sure. Almost certainly. Um, okay. It doesn't I really totally matter thought. how we got here because we're fucking here. <laughs> That's fucking all here. I know about Ugly Betty. Yeah. Uh, other um, than now, I know that it was based on a telenovela. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, I I did not know it was based on a telenovela. Uh, I didn't. But I did know man. that it was uh like you know uh like a about an ugly girl who like doesn't get noticed or something. Um, and I was like, I I don't know, maybe she like wants to become pretty to get like a leg up at her job. Like I knew she worked at like some sort of like model agency type place onto the actual show. And then what we'll learn about it together. Um, the episode title for the very first episode is classic. It's pilot. Uh, it's not classic. It's pilot. Sorry. Um, it's, I don't mean yeah, to, that's yeah. yeah. yeah that's we misleading. Get, we get, uh, it originally it's aired title. on September 28th, 2006. Um, and it aired on ABC, but you kept saying it aired on the CW. Huh? Didn't you keep no, mentioning? My show aired on the CW. No, no, I know my... you said that. I could have sworn you mentioned something about Ugly Betty also airing on the CW. No. And I was like, is that true? No. Okay. I'm glad I'm not totally crazy. I don't think I did. I think I was just mentioning how. Maybe like, you did. My. Um, yeah, I don't I'm think just I did. crazy. Yeah. Uh, but I think you are. The truth of the matter, regardless of what you said is that it did air on ABC. And if you want to go watch it, you can watch it with subscriptions to Hulu and Netflix. Uh, and then it's available for purchase on your... Wait, it is uh, on Netflix? I watched it, it on, on Hulu. Fuck, I um, could have watched it ad-free. <laughs> oh, yeah, did you watch it? You watched it with ads. I watched it on Hulu because I, I when I went on IMDb, Damn. that was the first option. Yeah, no, it's it's on Netflix, no ads. That's where I watched it. That's good to uh, know. But yeah, it's also available for purchase on your classic... Uh, typical video purchasing platforms. Not Pornhub. Not Pornhub. Uh, though you can purchase videos on Pornhub, I've come to learn. 
Uh, the synopsis for the show is smart but wholesome Betty embraces her unique appearance and independent attitude in the cutthroat world of New York fashion. I'm sorry, and- we're just gonna graze past the fact <laughs> that you mentioned that you can purchase videos on Pornhub. Like we're just really gonna graze past that. <laughs> sorry, it was f- it was funnier if we just didn't come back to it. <laughs> it's <was> funnier. <laughs> okay, continue on. I just had to say that. Um. Uh, but the synopsis for the episode uh, is revolves around an unattractive secretary at a fashion magazine based on the Colombian telenovela Betty La Fea. Uh, and it was created by two people, sort of. Uh, it was created by Silvio Orta and Fernando Gaetan. Uh, and I listed both of them and say sort of because uh, one of them created the original uh, telenovela in Colombia and the other created the version in America. Oh, okay. I find it interesting um, that my show didn't like, obviously I did the research and I saw that like who created that telenovela, yeah, but I it's think interesting that I, I didn't cause I well, see so, on IMDb, it actually lists them both. Whereas on mine, it, it did not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so one of the reasons it might list them both on IMDb is because Fernando Gaetan did actually write one episode. Uh, oh, okay. later in the series or maybe earlier in the series. I don't remember which one. Um, but like, so he is listed on IMDb. And so they might've added a creator credit because he was already on there, but somebody might not have thought to add a creator credit for like the American version of Jane, the Virgin, just mm-hmm. because it wasn't like, they didn't work on yeah, it. Yeah. She, the, so the creator of Jane, the Virgin fully adapted. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Adapted it. Yeah. Um, so that's possible. Uh, but look, similar to you, but maybe even less so like these guys did not have a lot of information on them. Neither of them, both of them had very slim Wikipedia pages, little to nothing on their IMDB pages. Uh, and like most of like the articles from like about the creation of ugly Betty were just mostly about like, like, ah, like ugly person gets a job. Um, which is i i know that that's not exactly what the articles are saying but that's like every headline for an article is just like yeah you know it's that's what there's that's what the selling point of the show is um she's ugly and she works for a modeling agency isn't that funny isn't Uh, that hilarious (laughs) isn't that hilariously ironic um Anyways, uh, so just a little background, the limited background on these two guys. So uh, Silvio Orta, uh, he was born August 14th, 1974 in Miami, Florida as a first generation Cuban-American. And growing up, he was actually a pretty popular performer and playwright through high school. And then he went on, or and I, I don't know if he went on to, but he attended uh, International Baccalaureate Theater Program and an experimental theater program uh, in Miami uh, during high school, which are like, uh, I, I assume, like, I know international baccalaureate is just like a type of school. Like you can get, uh, like you like have IB schools. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just like higher level. Uh, I mean, so I, I honestly don't both know just anything like about that. Specific but... schools for, um, uh, for like performance. Okay. Uh, and then he went on to attend the Tisch School of the Arts at NYU. So pretty. Um, I do know Tisch. Yeah. Pretty renowned school. Tisch is a lovely gal. For School of the Arts. I mean, <laughs> I do love. Um, I love Tisch. She's Tish so is nice. great. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, the only real thing I could see that he like had like, like a big writing credit for was that in 1998, um, 
So this would have been like maybe a couple of years after he graduated. It didn't list his graduation date, but it did list he graduated in high school, high school in 1992. So assuming he graduated around 96, 97, this would have come out shortly after that. Uh, but mm-hmm. he wrote the screenplay for the teen satirical hit slasher film, Urban Legend. Now it was listed as a hit slasher film uh, in the Wikipedia page. Uh, I don't know how much of a hit it was because I'd never heard of it. Um, but it, I mean, it did have a cast which included Jared Leto and Tara Reid. Oh, wow. Um, and the guy who played, I think, the original Freddy Krueger or something like that. Um, maybe as like part of the s- satire. Uh, and then he also created two short-lived sci-fi television shows called The Chronicle, which came out in 2001, and Jake 2.0, which came out in 2004. And that's it. That's all I could find on him. Uh, the only other thing I know about him is that he passed away in 2020. Uh, uh, he uh, shot himself in the head, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, which is very unfortunate to hear. But yeah, so other than those th- those those are the things that led up to his work prior to Jane the Virgin. Uh, for Fernando Gaetan, even less information, uh, but he was born November 9th in 1960, Bogota, Colombia. Uh he apparently was, you know, a fan of music. He had a hobby of being a DJ. That was listed on um, a Wikipedia and IMDb as a fun fact about him because that's the only personal information I got on him. All right. Uh, but his career was specific to Spanish television. Uh, he first gained fame in Latin America after writing uh, the telenovela Café con Aroma de Mujer, which means coffee with the scent of a woman, uh, oh. which came out in 1994. Oh. Okay. Uh, and sort of that that fame was from um, uh, specifically uh, Latin America. But then he wrote the uh, telenovela Yo Soy Betty La Fea, which is I Am Betty the Ugly, uh, literally translated, uh, <laughs> which be- was like a – like it became a huge hit, like not just in Latin America but like around the world, I guess. Oh, that's awesome. Um it began airing in 1999 and only ran for two years. It ended in May 2001, uh, and it, it aired on a uh, it aired on RCN, which is a Colombian free to air television network. Uh, but it's widely considered one of the world's like most acclaimed and popular television shows, uh, and is considered actually the most famous Latin American telenovela in history. Uh, and it's had it's had versions of the show created all around the world, like in multiple languages. So, like, there's a version in Mexico called La Fea Mas Bella, a version in South Africa called Ubatina Watu, uh, a version in India called, I don't know how to pronounce this, but I'm going to go with Yasi Yasi Koi Nahin. Better than uh, I could have done. I, I didn't, I didn't, I don't remember the title, but I saw one that was all, that was in German, in Germany. Uh, and then finally, and most importantly to this podcast, uh, Ugly Betty in America. Whoa, can you say that again? I lo- I, you lost me. Ugly Betty. Oh, okay. In America. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was very popular. Like, it just, like, sprouted all of these uh, adaptations, uh, linguistic adaptations. Um, now, again, I was looking for why they wanted to m- bring Ugly Betty to the U.S. Who, why did they choose, like, like I like looking it up, like they like they barely even mentioned Silvio Orta's name, which is insane. Interesting. Okay. It's just like 
like there's just no information about it. But all I all I could find was that the original idea, like to bring Ugly Betty to American audiences, began in two thousand one. Uh, that was like NBC was originally planning on adapting Betty as a half hour comedy, but it didn't get past the planning stages. Um, and then uh, the next thing about about it was when uh, uh, in two thousand four when ABC came on board and. Uh, retooled it as an hour-long comedy drama and Salma Hayek came on uh, to be an executive producer on the show oh uh, which is part of the reason that she's in it and then two okay. years after that it was announced that it would be part of the 0607 season lineup on ABC uh, it had an initial order of 13 episodes um, but that pilot season ended up running for 23 wow uh, but yeah you know uh, there wasn't a ton I I did look up this article as I was just mentioning before uh, we started getting into it that um, like, see like, you know, what, like does Salma Hayek have any information about why she became uh, <laughs> uh, an EP on it? And, you know, I, I, I guess she was, uh, she was just like uh, a, like a huge phenomenon of like, uh, she was a huge fan of the, like, like essentially the phenomenon that was how, how popular, uh, Betty was getting in Colombia and other Latin American countries mm-hmm. uh, and then seeing some of that success spread around the world. So she sort of was just like, yeah, this could work in America. Um, and I guess at the Makes time sense. CBS was in the process of developing four projects based on telenovelas. Um, and there was like work at be- work being done at NBC uh, with like some deals to create some English language versions of tele- telenovelas Um uh, so there's like, I guess like a big, big old push to get like some telenovelas in this time frame <laughs> mm-hmm. moved from like, like created for, uh, American audiences. Um, so yeah, like, I guess Salma Hayek came on and she was like, you know, I, I feel like a mother to America Ferreira and you know, it's crazy. She even like Hayek was even like, it's crazy to even like cast her as an ugly person because even with all this like you know stuff <laughs> to make her look ugly, I think she looks pretty good, which I'd agree with. Like, I don't think she looks that ugly in the show. No, she doesn't. Um, she's not like an unattractive person. Like America Ferrera is a very attractive woman. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it's it's like. They they didn't to me they didn't work very hard to make her ugly. Like they literally just added glasses and braces. So what you're saying, and anybody bangs. with glasses, glass, sure, fair, glasses, braces, and bangs, and it's like so that that's that's ugly. That's ugly, I guess. I guess I'm like, ugly six days of the week, baby. <laughs> but like, it's just so funny to me because I'm like, it it is earlier in that realm of of uh, television, right? I feel like nowadays. They would do a lot more to try and uh, like really make yeah. her quote unquote, conventionally well, quote unquote, I mean, ugly. Not to be rude, but there are like a lot of actors and actresses out there that are like just uh, like less attractive people that like like take Which work as less attractive people like like fine. take those roles. And there's the so many people sense. that do that. And yeah, and like they're not like conventionally attractive people. And uh, and like they're I'm. I just feel like they ha- they they could have been somebody, right? Yeah, but I feel like you also, especially during this time of television, you still need the person to have a certain level of attractiveness. I think for for yes audiences. Well, to I'll really say keep watching. 
I'll say this before I get into like the reception and stuff, not having seen the entirety of the show, my guess is they wanted somebody that they could make look unattractive, but if they needed to for whatever, like, uh, for, for whatever sort of plots or subplot in the story, mm-hmm. uh, like do some sort of glow up for her. Yeah. You know, where it's like, like, cause that was another classic trope, especially in the early two thousands where it's like, Oh, like she's ugly cause she doesn't have glasses, but you know, when she takes them off, she can't see, but I can see her beauty, you know? And like, yeah. And you're like, wow, bro. And like, like that, that was a vibe. Of you. That was a vibe in the early 2000s. And so it that was, a vibe that was something 2000s. that I could, they probably were like, well, we need somebody that, oh, yeah. you know, what if we want to make them look attractive? <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So that's very possible. Yeah. Um, the show, I look, it was, like I said, it was hard to find like, like full reviews of it, but the show was received relatively well and unfortunately died off pretty quickly after its first season. Uh, though the show made oh, an impact on society, you know, it, it, um, it's been referenced and parodied a ton, like a ton of times, you know, like, like more so obviously in the past, but like, even in, mm-hmm. I just like, I just remember seeing and hearing references to ugly Betty, like well into like the 2010s, mm-hmm. you know, and just like thinking about, like, I honestly didn't realize the show was as, old as it was yeah. honestly no i like this is like i remember this being a show that we turned we would turn on like after american idol in my house mm-hmm. uh when i was a kid um stuff like that that's how old yeah. it is i'm old um we're old uh <laughs> american idol is still on isn't it didn't they finally cancel it i mean i, I don't know but even if they it. did like it it was at least on recently no, I just I haven't watched the show with my parents since then. Uh, <laughs> I know, but that's not a reference for anyone listening. Yeah, but I'm just putting it out there, you know. Okay. <laughs> sometimes you just gotta. Sometimes you just gotta air it out. <laughs> air it all oh out. Oh my god! I'm old. Uh, <laughs> uh, the show ran for four total seasons for uh, eighty five with eighty five total episodes. Uh, it aired its final episode on April fourteenth, twenty ten, um, and before the show before the show was finished in uh, in season four uh, on January twenty seventh, two thousand ten, it was announced that the show would cease production after the fourth season finale. Uh, so it had a little bit of time before it actually ended to wrap thing to like decide how to wrap things up. It wasn't like a hard cut in the middle of a. Uh, like at the end of the season or even in between seasons where they were like, well, we set it up for a fifth season. I guess you're not getting that. Um, yeah. Which is nice uh, because I fucking hate yeah. when they do that shit. That's the just worst. Like left, um, you know, like, uh, <laughs> fucking oh, the HBO one. Now I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Move on. Uh, yeah. Too late. <laughs> Avenue five. You're the one oh, who yeah, broke yeah, the yeah, news Avenue to five. me that yeah, it yeah. didn't get another season. It I'm like, bro, I, I broke the <laughs> ended news. on like a cliffhanger. It was like right. It was like a week before we had recorded too. Like that, the news that like the like the articles so, I was reading were from like January twenty twenty three. So tragic. Uh, yeah, it was so sad. Um, apparently, there was like a brief period of time after the show ended uh, that like an there was like an ugly betting movie considered to be in the works, but it was only ever referenced as a rumor and never a sure thing. Like. Like America Ferrera was like, I mean, if there is a movie, I'll 
I'll gladly do it. I guess technically I'm not going to take it off the table because I don't know for sure, but I haven't heard anything. Mm-hmm. And people are like, there's going to be a movie. <laughs> I mean, I love that. I love when people are like, it's going to happen. And you're like, uh, they okay. did a, Well, they did. Um, uh, they did like a Kickstarter campaign to try and get Sylvia Orta's attention. Mm. Create a movie. And um, because apparently, uh, and I didn't know this, but apparently Veronica Mars had that happen. Where yeah. the show ended and they were and like their fan the fans funded a Kickstarter campaign to get a movie made and it worked. I mean, yeah, my, I only knew that because my sister watches Veronica Mars and like I watched the movie with her. Yeah, so I guess it was around the same time that uh like Ugly Betty ended and they were like, Maybe we can do the same thing with Ugly Betty and Sylvia Orta was like, nah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's like nah, dude. Um uh apparently the show also then had a like a web off or a spin-off web series called Mode After Hours. Uh and it had like 19 episodes. And it's just it was just uh Becky Newton and Michael Yuri as their characters, Amanda and Mark, having fun and like doing shit in the mode offices after the building was closed. That was from 2008 to 2009. So that was a few years after the show ended. Uh and apparently because of the show's recent success on Netflix, which only like it was only put on Netflix a few months ago. Um, there have been some rumors, like even one spread by Michael Yuri, uh, that the show may be rebooted. No idea where that's going, but interesting. All right, you know, I guess it's it's possible. You know, they're making a movie. <laughs> Six seasons in a movie, baby. Six seasons in a movie, baby. So yeah, that's. That's Ugly Betty. Oh, I didn't mention it earlier, but uh, the other creator, or the creator of uh, the telenovela in Colombia, Fernando mm-hmm. Gaetan, also passed away. Uh, mm. uh, I think it was like 2017. So both of them had relatively recent um, deaths, both of the creators of the show, but neither one of them is alive. Wow. It's kind of crazy. Um, which is a little bit crazy. It's been a while since we've done a show where, like, you know, the creator's uh like it, it's an older show but past. it's not that old <laughs> like no. well and obviously the the, the, sad, the sad truth of silvio orta's passing being yeah. that he was uh uh he was born in yeah. like what, 1974 so he was not he was young 40 um, something uh and um uh fernando gaetan was born in 1960 so he was uh a little bit older but even still was not <laughs> like uh and an old but no not even 80 something 60 Wait, it would have been 63 st- this year or no wait yeah, no what year did you year. just say He's oh you're right 60 my brain he would have been 60 yeah i'm this stupid year, so he wasn't even that old he was probably late 50s when he passed away that's sad so yeah a bit a bit unfortunate uh uh i didn't even see what what his cause of death was uh i well, i can probably see on the um other page uh he was aged 58 heart failure yeah unfortunate unfortunate um and that was that was ugly betty they She's ugly betty they ugly betty nice neat neat i don't really have anything to add honestly because everything i had to talk about ugly betty i, I kind of talked about you mentioned but... it yeah you were like she fugly <laughs> 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 she fugly she fugly. Uh, so, anyways, my favorite character was Betty. Uh, Same. <laughs> Superlatives. My favorite was also Betty. Uh, yeah, I like I like Betty. She's she's nice. She doesn't deserve what's happened to her. No. 
But I do like the yeah the ultimate end of it. I do like the ultimate end of it. You know, that's why my least favorite character isn't Daniel Mead, but instead, I was yeah, whoever his friend is. The I photographer, Philippe. I yeah. said the same thing. Philippe. Yeah, he's a fucking yes. cock. Fuck that, that dude, guy. He's like, he's like, but she's fugly. <laughs> yeah, he's like, a fucking bro. asshole. You French bitch. Also, like, he's like sleeping with the girl who's trying to get you fired, bro. Like, mm-hmm. come on. Motherfucker um, Jones. Favorite part? My favorite part, it was such a small part, but it's like towards the beginning, they're watching or, uh, they were watching the telenovela. The telenovela, but, yeah. Uh, the son, he changes the channel to like the news. And when it shows Faye Summer's death, it just says 19 question mark, question mark to 2006. <laughs> oh, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> that's actually hilarious. I didn't even I'm notice like, that that's, detail. That's so funny. Like this fucking fashion news. They're like 19 whatever to 2006. We don't know how old she was. She's older We're not than gonna seven. Say. <laughs> <laughs> She's older than seven though. Yeah. That's actually hilarious. Um, I just put the redemption of, uh, the Daniel Mead guy. I liked that he had a redemption at the end. And I don't know that it's necessarily technically a redemption, but uh, I mean, I feel like it is. I just like that. He like, though, the only reason he actually did it was in reality because of him getting fucked over. Though I guess not because even at the, at the photo shoot, he, he just wanted a hot, secretary or a hot <laughs> but, assistant really yeah but he but even at the photo shoot he knew it was wrong what they were doing no, like no, no, he, yeah, yeah. He, he knew it was fucked up and he and he actually said something about it it's too late but he did say something about it so but that was I, sort I of know. the final straw yeah right it wasn't until then like he had done like what was it like a, like a couple maybe like a week or two of yeah being an asshole shit. yeah yeah, leading up to it. But I did ultimately like that he he wasn't a piece of shit. Yes, um, but my least favorite part was the photo shoot. Yeah, that same. But you didn't tell me your favorite part. Oh no, you did. Sorry, I'm I did. Idiot. It you was Summer. I'm, I'm, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. Shut up. I remember. Uh, I also said the photo shoot. I fucking hated that part. Yeah, cringe. Annoying. So Honestly, just want to throw a punch all those skinny twigs. Well, what it just feels so like. I, I don't know. Maybe I've just never been around people that are that much of an at like that big of assholes, but I cannot imagine an entire room of people just laughing at this girl. Yeah. Like I just, I, that's that part more so than it's like, like it's like, that's such bad bullying. It's also like, that feels unrealistic. That's fair. You know, like even back then, like there's not a (laughs) single person on that set that has a fucking soul. Like, yeah, you're telling me the one guy that has a soul is the poor, rich boss guy? The poor rich boss. The poor woe is me boss guy? Poor woe is me. I can't get my dick sucked under the table anymore, boss guy. <laughs> I don't want my <laughs> dick getting caught on her braces, boss guy. Exactly. It's like, wait, she can't suck my dick. She's got braces. <laughs> That's going to cut my shit up. It's going to cut my shit up. Um, But yeah, I agree with that. Noodle stars? Uh, five out of seven. Oh, nice! I gave it this, six. I gave it this six. is a little bit more my vibe, I think. And for me, yeah. the biggest saving grace was uh the uh like the ending um you know like business model. <laughs> 
like oh, idea, the, like the marketing yeah, idea. Yeah, the mom. The yeah, the mom and daughter. Yeah. Uh, whereas, like, hey, there's actual business thoughts being put into this, and I'm like, I'm yeah. a business guy. Um, no, you're not. You know, it's like you're an accountant. Sometimes you just, my degree is in business. Thank you. Uh, Your degree is in nunya. Nunya. Nunya what? Nunya business. Oh, oh no! Oh fuck! <laughs> no, you got me. Ow, I just hit my hand on my microphone. <laughs> Rather on the that's boom arm get. of my microphone. That's it is what, what you I get, get, bitch. That's fair, though. <laughs> that's what you get. <laughs> Motherfucker. Anyway, yeah. No, I, that's... I, I, I. This also is not so on the nose making fun of a telenovela like yeah, the version is. Yeah, it's definitely... Um, this one feels a little bit less uh, satirical about the telenovela yeah. and probably a little bit more um, uh, true to uh, genre. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it's hard to make like a true to genre telenovela. Yeah. Are you done talking now? Yeah. I'm so okay, done. Cool. I'm so over Bye. it. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. As always, we appreciate every one of you for taking the time to do so. If you don't currently, be sure to follow us on your podcasting platform of choice as well as on Instagram at Back to the Pilot so you know when new episodes get released. While you're here, leave a review and let us know how we're doing. In our next episode, we're talking about two power dramas with Succession and Boardwalk Empire. Hope you had a fantastic time listening, and we'll see you next time when we take you back to the pilot. So long, everyone. Damn. It's amazing what it sounds like when you don't fucking suck. Don't worry, I already have a title for this episode. Oh, what is it? De regreso a piloto. The fuck does that mean? Back to the pilot in Spanish. That's awesome. Isn't it? <laughs>